Morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture's coming out of Romans chapter 5, 3 through 4. And it says, not, on, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering. But we also have glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. So when you're going through something, it's building you for your next level. When you're going through suffering in those dark times, it's building you to be able to be tougher for the next level. God wants you to be ready for the test. If Jesus had to suffer, why not you? So you have to be able to focus on God when you're going through things. Go to God in, in prayer. Go to God in your answers. Go to God about your next choices. Amen. And it will help you for everything that's coming your way. Dear Father, thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, God. Yes, Lord. God, we just thank you right now. We glorify you. We give you everything of us. God, let us be your vessel. Let us be able to witness to somebody. Let us, let us be able to get people to show what true love is. So that somebody can say, what can I do to be saved? God, right now we just ask you to bless everybody under my voice. Bless everybody that's waking up and everybody that's getting ready for church. And God, right now we just ask you to bless even the people that's playing it back on the podcast, God. God, we just thank you. We give you everything of us for bringing us through the week so that we can be able to see a new one. God, right now, we just need you right now. Take any pain away. Deliver us from some situations. Help us in a mighty way from the things that we've been suffering from. God, we just thank you for your new grace and mercy that you've given to us, even though we're not worthy. God, continue to hold our hand, tap that shoulder, to let us know if we're if we're going down the right way or if we need to change directions. And God, we just thank you that you loved us enough to always think about what we should do next, what you're protecting us from, and despite what's going on, that you always give us hope. Yes, Lord. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey man, this is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say. What I got something to say this morning, it's crazy this week how, how this week was. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, my dad's getting married today. Wow. Right, ain't that something? So, um, it's, it's going to be something interesting. Him getting married today. You know, it's weird. You know, when you when your dad get married when you're a kid, you be like, okay, but as a grown adult and you bring your kids, you be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I ain't getting you a gift, right? You know, I just want you to know that. Me you know, being hey, here. Me being here is the gift, <laughs> you know. Presence. The, the presence <laughs> is the presence. There's the reason. There ain't no reason for all this. I don't know. Uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> so, but this past Jay can find me at Anointed Radio. Oh, I guess I could say congratulations to my dad. Amen. Carl Calhoun and Miss Antoinette on y'all union today. But one thing I could say is you can find me at Anointed Jalon on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find me on Facebook at, where can you find me? Pastor J. Lon Calhoun on Facebook. Yep, yep, yep. Or Judah. Yep. Or on Judah. Yeah, you're right. You did that. I know. Mm. Can't remember the rest. Judah. Judah Family Community Church. There we Amen. Go. Praise God. And that's me, Pastor Jay. We got some people in the building, y'all. Yeah, and this is uh Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at nine one zero Coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. Good morning, everyone. This is Lady AJ, and you can follow me on Instagram at Lady AJ twenty twenty, or you can drop me a line at Lady AJ twenty twenty at gmail dot com. So, so we have somebody in the building, y'all. Yes. 
she don't want she don't want to talk. It's Miss Erica. Miss Erica <laughs> Howard's in the in the house today. Yes. Hi guys. Hello. Good morning. This morning. So how you feeling this morning? I feel amazing. It's Sunday. So on Sunday we church, right? Amen. 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 Gotta give it your all. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and go in the mix. And I'm gonna turn up with my favorite song. Y'all might know the song. Actually, no, I'm not going to go with that route yet. We'll, we'll end it on that note, baby. Yeah, we're going to end it on that but note. But we know we're going to hear it. Y'all oh, yeah. going to hear it, for sure. <laughs> you know, if, if you don't know, now you know that you're going to hear the song. Hear right. But I'm going to go ahead and start off the mix with a good, I guess I'll start off with Kirk Carr's new We, we Are the World, Bless Somebody Else song. And we'll see y'all in a minute. Bless others, it makes the world a better place. So I reached out to some of my friends that I know have blessed the world to encourage you to find a way. Bless somebody else. Bless somebody else. I know, I know, I know God has been Oh, 
To the one that endures till the end. Hold your head up, don't you cry. It's alright, anyhow. You came too far just to give up now. Aren't you tired of going in circles? And you can't see your way out. You're going crazy. You need the California, they say you gotta have a weapon on you. I don't think they know my testimony. Hey. Jesus saved me in the story. Look, time to get it started. We're going dummy retarded. When me and Miles pull up, oh, you know that it's a party. Hey, the devil is defeated. He departed. Hey, they say that you a king. Well, this is Robert Ori. Hey, the devil had some plans. So glad I pulled out. I got a wife and a kid. I didn't pull out. Better wave that red flag because the bull out. If this a bad challenge, get some ruled out. We going so stupid, we going silly with it. Take your mask off like Mike Conley on the Grizzlies did it. A body diverse, you would think T. Grizzly did it. I got so many bars, it's a prison visit. 
Get the digits, like a math class. You want a verse like this, here go my cash app. Look the devil in your head, I cannot stand that. I'm Middle Eastern, catch each other way, I bag that, bag that. Never try to push it up on me. Don't do it unless you ready for a long day. Like, ooh, don't get it confused. Never run up on me unless you tryna get abused. Never wanna run up on me, it's bad. Never wanna run up on me, it's bad. God on my side, God is my dad. If the devil wanna run up on me, yeah, that's 93. Just a legend in the making, yeah, he guiding me. Man, the devil really working, yeah, he trying me. Man, the only thing I'm praying for is a fight in me inside of me. I'm going through a lot and it's only begun. And so I'm asking for the strength, cause I know it ain't done. I know these problems underneath all can be overcome. All these atoms in these E's are the lowest of scum. Devil run. I, I know I know what my worth is. Made up in his image, so I'm focused on my purpose. Fighting all these battles, asking God for his courage. Had to move aside on my pride, cause it's worthless. In a dark time, still looking to the sun. Now. Need to be that light, keep me guarded when the sun down Yeah, I know who God is, I know he got this Trust in his process Never wanna run up on, run up on Never wanna run up on, it's, it's bad it's got God on my side, God is my dad But not run up on me, it's White boy, I'm still hitting a new birth. Yes, I really rap. I'm tired of all the rumors. I kill these instrumentals, leave these rappers like boohoo. I got more views than you, and I ain't even on YouTube. Sorry. I'm stomping out all my pride. I don't need nothing beside me except for my God and my wife. I just tell my crew to slide, and I hop up into my ride. That's a really hard job. There's eight of us, and this car only seats five. Then it's off, and away we go. Stop out. Pride, low self-esteem, and bad ego. I'm trying to find an even balance like that boy Nemo. Cut out, cussing hateful thoughts, and drinking mojitos. For real. It takes a while, not a one night fix i'm stomping out the devil every time that i spit there's rose gold on my crucifix no losing chips got stacked the deck like the warriors you shoot and switch i'm so sick and tired of hearing these guys telling lies like god is a lie yahweh a prophet stop telling lies it's well advised you'll be surprised on what you find after your body's inside a coffin the enemy's force i've been here before never scared of fighting with satan i got plenty resource beginning me lord the devil steady throwing six stones i'm not an adventure on infinity ward repent and rejoice knowing that my god is kept marvel Demons on their knees, calling cap, no sorrow. Bible was the bullet, the vocal, the gap, burrow. I'm fighting demons with double hands and no charlotte. I thought an actual job was actually weird. The right way was get the coke and sell it back to your peers. If I escaped the dope game, it didn't happen just to let these mumble rappers come and sell the devil's crack to my kids. It ain't happening. I know I come with the packaging. No, I don't need to be carrying nine millimeters to hold it, packing it. Better be shooting the word again and again and pick up the fragments, putting it back. I gotta recycle, do it again and I gotta reload it and make it a habit. Yeah. Kingdom like six flags. I gotta show the faith you can never get past. And the sword of the spirit make the devil get back. Hey, Satan won't run the on me, that's a no-go. When I come around, I make them lean like a cholo. I ain't trying to gain the world and let my soul go. Say the name of Jesus, every demon is a no-show. Satan won't run the on me, that's no bueno. I'm from Eastside, San Jose, I'm so ghetto. I'm blood by Brody, for shorty, I'm no rental. If I told you I'ma get it, I get it, I don't settle. Hey, God came and ran up on me with his love. Forgave me of my sin and covered me in his blood. I'm being unashamed, that's why I'm lifting them up. Hey, Jesus, set me free from my life, addicted to drugs. If the devil wanna run up on me, run up on me. Never wanna run up on me, it's, it's bad. It's got God on my side, God is my dad. But run up on me, it's bad.
Controversial, bro. You need that living water. Come get at me. I'll submerge you cause I'm sicker than your average. Be dramatically. Got the devil in agony. He mad that we preaching a word emphatically and radically. Hooked on God like an addict. Be sad to see Christians turned into tragedies. When that rapture comes, are you defying gravity? Or are you ending up where they gnash their teeth? That fire burn ever after, no happily. Uh Christ coming, only God knows when. So be like God, God only brody, not no men. Follow God, God only brody, not no trend and make. I'm not your average, your motto, man. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss. My Bible, that thing that I told, I don't tuck. I mean what I say, I don't joke, I don't bluff. If that ain't my wifey, I don't touch. Nah, I'm not your average. 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 I'm not your average. Average. Now we're here to encourage you 
to walk into your new season, a season of freedom and a season of victory. Here it is. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. Adrian, won't you help me sing it? By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed, delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. We're going to sing that again. By the hand Now, come on, lift it up. By the hand, I've been set free. Oh, now I'm walking in victory. Oh, said I'm walking in victory. Said I'm walking in victory. Walking in victory. Get my joy back. Oh, I'm walking in victory. Said I'm walking in I'm walking in victory, get my peace back. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free, healed and delivered. this feeling I can't keep still I feel your presence I know you're real 
Marvin Sapp, Perfect Peace. Oh, my God. That, that song, man. First of all, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know something. I did not know about that song until the Tupac movie. But I'm just going to throw that out there. Yes, I said it. I say it again because I didn't pay attention to Marvin Sapp until 2005, 6 area. And that was Never Would Have Made It. Yes, that was the first song that Pastor Jay listened to. I can admit these things. I, all right. Y'all might have been in church. Y'all, y'all could have been in church. Y'all been in church all y'all little lives and had pastors as daddies and stuff. You know, all right, my parents didn't come to church for me. Hello, somebody. Amen. I'm going to be honest, all right? Amen. So that was my testimony. But we're going to go ahead and go into the interview, and we have Miss Erica Howard in the building. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How do you feel being in the studio this morning? I feel great. I feel like... You're playing good music. Oh, I am. <laughs> Outside of a couple of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they, they listen. It wasn't it wasn't artist music. It was an instrumental I'm, track he played, and God bless everyone for that. But other than that, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Amen. I'm gonna forget everything that you said, but amen. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I wanted to just kind of ask you is, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I was uh, raised in a little. Like back then, what's the hood now was Oak Cliff. It was middle class blacks, and now everyone's moved out to North Dallas and Frisco. And but uh, originally from Dallas, Texas. Okay, Texas girl. Yep. All right, icebreaker question. Oh, here we go. Let's <laughs> let's see how this goes. All right. Who? What is the best Texas team in Texas? Oh, the Cowboys all day long. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So Are you, did you did you have an asthma attack? I, I didn't have an asthma heard attack. You I, was, I was just, hard I was just I was wondering when you would confused. come back to reality. So okay. I mean, but honestly, you got to give it up. The Houston Rockets—they just played an amazing series against the Warriors. But I'm actually a Warriors fan. Okay. How um, that work? All right. It's working right. great for me. How that work? It works amazing. Okay. I'm but just I, that I do out root there. for all of my home teams. So like, I root for the Mavericks. So so out of all of Texas, mm-hmm. for NFL, you say Dallas. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to um, college. Best college football. Texas or Texas Longhorns? Texas Longhorns. Okay. Okay. I got a little bit of faith in you. Let's go. All right. All right. right. And what's your alma mater back home? My school? Yes. Well, I went to high school in California. So I graduated as a Comet from Westchester High School. Okay. And I graduated college as a Wade from Pepperdine University. Okay, look at you with your education. Let's go. It's nothing. It's a piece of paper. (laughs) I mastered knowledge. I couldn't master me. So (laughs) that's what Jonathan McReynolds said. Like like I always say on the show, common sense is not common. It ain't. Amen. All right. All right, somebody. So what do you do here in Las Vegas for everybody that's listening you know, kind of give you a little resume and background. Okay. Um, in 2012, I launched um, a thing called Ambiance Lounge, and it was something I had been carrying in my like in my spirit for probably three years. Mm-hmm. I only saw a, I could see a dark room, I could see candles lit, I could see um, tablecloths. I saw the colors of the tablecloths. I saw it all. I saw. I, I knew there was music, but I would. There was a feeling I felt when I would see these things or when God would show it to me I didn't even have a name for it so I had to go and one day I was like oh it's this is an ambiance like so I launched a place called ambiance lounge and we basically allowed creatives to be able to come and express themselves so whether through the arts so whether it was um, spoken word or vocalist or musicians I really wanted musicians to find a place where outside of the four walls like they would shed and stuff like that but I wanted them to be able to infuse like, growing up, I remember, I still remember the first time I heard a musician infuse, like, uh, Real Love by Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. It was actually Dion Newell, and he was, we were at Grant AME in L.A., and he was playing for L.A. Deliverance with Jeffrey Copperch, and he was playing the song, and we in rehearsal, and he goes into Real Love, and I was like, oh, that's a secular song. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, but obviously now we've evolved, and things are different, and so I wanted to be able to marry those two, and I wanted to be able to reach people that would probably never, ever come into the four walls of the church. So from that, um, now it's fully evolved into the Ambiance Group, where we provide mm-hmm. management, branding, marketing, and obviously I still do events, um, and event consulting and branding consulting, it's actually a full group for me to be able to enable other creatives to have that moment. Because when I went to sleep on the night of May 26, 2012, I was like, okay, God, I obeyed you. And I got to understand and feel what obedience fully felt like. Mm-hmm. So I want other creatives to be able to have those moments. And that's the, the story behind the Ambiance group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where is Ambiance? We actually are a pop-up lounge. Mm-hmm. I love it that way. So... Literally, well, right now, though, we're housed inside of Legends. It's owned by Danny Boy. Um, Danny Boy from Death Row Records has a spot out here in Vegas. And so we do most of our events there. But I like the idea of it being you never know where we're going to be. And it keeps it sometimes we're here, sometimes we're there. But we started actually in a warehouse. It was a warehouse. I rented it out. I emptied everything out and created exactly what God showed me. It was kind of like Noah building the ark. Um, not to be that deep, but pretty much that's what it was. And I just saw it and obeyed. And yeah. Well, it's the same thing because God gave vision to Noah. Yeah. And right. he followed and he obeyed, even though everybody else thought he was crazy. Absolutely. And during that process, <laughs> people are going to think you crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something that um, I learned. A lot of times when you go through something, people think you're crazy. Yeah. Especially when you say God. You know, God told me this. Yeah. Even in the church. Hello, somebody. I'm well, because most people don't have their own relationship with God. They're, there you go. they're very dependent upon their pastor, their leader, their apostle, their bishop. 
and their grandmama, their, their mama, grandma, their, auntie, their mama, their auntie, their them. best friend, yes. their phone, their horoscope, like the moons and the stars. Like you understand, like they don't have a relationship, and so when you have that relationship, we're able to be downloaded. The Holy Spirit will download His plan mm. into your life, and so that becomes a very fabric of the the path that you should follow. Right. So I wouldn't have known that when I did this seven years ago that my brand would be known nationwide. Mm. I didn't know. You understand? Like I didn't know these things. I didn't. I just was obeying. And obeying my obedience led me to where we are today. And so I would tell any entrepreneur, anyone that has a vision or a plan, if it's a book, write it. If it's if it's a something that some crazy idea that you've never seen, like it's almost like build it and they will come. It's right. like fill the dreams. So it's like we just obey and then from our obedience, God blesses it. And do we fail sometimes? Absolutely. Right. But we learn more from our failures than we do our successes. Yes, this is Coach here. I was wondering, uh, what is your uh, the best marketing scheme in today's market? Because we got the internet, you got commercials, you got radio, you got TV, you got all these avenues. What do you think is the best avenue for like a hungry artist right now that's trying to get their name out there? What do you think they should go about marketing themselves? It's so funny. I was I had to speak at a career day. And I told the kids, like, hey, our parents and our grandparents, they didn't have what we have. They didn't have social media. They they had relationships, shaking hands, and the white pages, right? right. So we're able to take this and this, this, I believe in social media. I believe in YouTube. I believe in um, Instagram and Facebook. And being able to use this platform that doesn't really cost you a thing. Man, um, that, say that part one more time. That doesn't cost you a thing. Okay. Understanding the algorithms. Getting to if you're if it's something that you're if you're gonna use it for marketing either if you if you can't master those things you hire somebody that can, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's free, and one click can send your stuff from from all the way from Hawaii to Asia, <laughs> like or you understand I me mean, if we go this way you know what I mean or from Canada all the way to Mexico, all from one click and so I do believe in the power of social media I believe that we should take advantage of it. Um, and we should maximize it to our full potential. Like when it says, what's on your mind, probably don't answer that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> use it to, <laughs> definitely use it to uh, get a couch or a therapist for that part. But the other stuff, you know, use it to get your music out and your message out. You know, that's, that's a big thing, and I've, I'm starting to learn about social media. And so, social media is a whole animal. It'll take it. That's a job in its in itself. But you have a solid Instagram presence, sir. <laughs> solid. But it takes. If you see how many times I post, how many times I have to do something, it's like it takes a piece away. Actually, I give you a perfect example of how I learned how to use social media. My good mentor, Callie Muscle, the bodybuilder. Mm. Um, he's he's a good friend of mine. He's trying to get my kids on that YouTube hype, playing the video games and all that stuff because that's what they like to do. So they say you might as well get them on YouTube and they can make some money off of it. it. So I was like, yeah, and he was just breaking it down. Like I remember social media, you have to kind of look at it a different way. First of all, I looked at I looked at it like a uh, like a Craigslist, like when you're posting something that you want people to know instead of people like, oh, I hope you like it. I really don't care if you like my posts. And the one downfall, like I tell new people on social media, is engagement. If you engage, people will comment. They'll like. They'll, you'll still could get people to like you, but they might not comment on none of your stuff. And you be saying like, I got all these likes, but no one's talking to me. <laughs> but I see my impressions are going from 12,000, 50,000. So I'm seeing people that's even seeing it, but not clicking like on it too. So I was going to tell you that they like people who can like your, I mean, they, people can see your stuff and not like it. And that's when, when you get past the likes, I care now about more about shares than I care about likes. Right. Because if you're sharing my stuff now, it's going to your audience and now it's gone beyond my reach. That part. I can, don't like it. That's cool. But hit that share button. Right. <laughs> We're good with it. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah. you just have to find your 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 area in the marketing. And one thing I wanted to say is I see that you've kind of figured that out. You know, especially with a lot of things that you're doing to get your brand out there. And I definitely you know take my hat off for you for doing that because that's a it's not easy. And I wanted to just right. put that out there. It's not easy. And I majored in IT and mm-hmm. doing social media. 
social media was, first of all, when I went to college, wasn't even a thing. So now with it being its whole animal where you could go to LinkedIn and learn about a whole course about just social media coming from the MySpace days where, you know. And Black Planet. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> even well, though. You was mad about who was in your top five. Like, man, I'm, and, and now it's like you can reach somebody so far. You could be able to spread the spread your message and brand across to everywhere, you know. One thing I've seen, and I just want to put that out there because I wanted to address something because I saw something on social media that we have to address as the body of Christ, and it's talking about social media. So we have to talk about the goods and the bads. And I want to ask you about this: people that base their ministries online. Mm -hmm. To me, like my bishop told me, how much money did people pay back in the day for CBN? and all the Christian networks, right? Mm -hmm. Now you could do that same thing because everybody got their phone in their hand mm -hmm. for free on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you get the, the ministry out there so that more people get it? Reason why I say that, because I'm a big advocate of it, because I'm from the Bay Area. I preach here in Las Vegas, Nevada, like y'all know. But I have a lot of people back home over uh, a normal following of two to two fifty of people back home that watch me preach every Sunday. Why, if that's going to be an outlet to spread the gospel, why not use it? Why are we condemning people for doing that? Go ahead. So here's my thing: you do it with intent, right? right. So when I first got on Facebook, like my family is in Dallas, and I'm here in Las Vegas. So when I, you know, I, my children are in sports and. I wanted my mom to be able to feel like, you know, before FaceTime was big, I wanted her to feel like she was there. Amen. So I get that part, right? But in a church where there are 10 people in the church, I've seen it, and eight people have their phones up, there's a problem. Mm. What are we doing, really? Or when deliverance begins to take place, because I'm old school. I was raised Church of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. So the place where we begin to lay hands or deliverance is starting to take place, I believe that there's a time where let the let the people get healed and delivered. So we want the message to go out, right? Mm -hmm. um, the word of knowledge. Sometimes, you know, people will whisper in your ear word of knowledge because it ain't for the masses. Mm -hmm. right. It's for you, right? So deliverance is something I don't believe is should be that there's a time where the cameras have to go off. Right. And we've seen it happen. We've seen the, the positives and the negatives in social media. We've seen people get discovered on social media. We've seen people be slaughtered because of times where cameras were on. Like, take our good sister, Kim Burrell. You know what I mean? So I believe that there should be a time where there are no, for the preaching, yep, that's good. But at some point, because that makes us look like spooky Christians anyways. Right. They don't understand what we're doing at the altar. They don't get that. They, they just, it just really makes us look like we're weird and spooky. So I have no qualms against it. I just believe that. So if, if you got a designated person that's going to go live in your church, cool. But all eight of y'all got to go live, and it's only 10 of y'all in here. So where are we, are, are, we can't even lift our hands because we, we like, y'all can't see me on radio. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a good point because, you know, if everyone's distracted, Especially recording, and that, and I usually say, indecency, being in decency and order, you should have somebody that's that's doing that for you anyway. Absolutely. Not everybody in the church coming from their Instagram like they watching World Star in church or something. Are y'all waiting for something right. to go viral? Now that makes you look at the intent. Right, but it's not it's not like that. So that's I, I get your point on that. So like I said, it's good and bad with social media. I look at everything just like I was um, I was in chaplain school over last week, and they were saying something that was deep. Just think about if you witness to one person a day, mm -hmm. right? In a year, you get 365 people that you've witnessed Jesus Christ to. Just one person a day. Mm -hmm. Just telling somebody about Jesus. One person a day. And we struggle. Like, I, and, it, and that's the crazy part of, like, the, the realization when it comes down to Jesus had one thing for us to do. That's really good. One thing for us to do. Go spread the word. Don't don't worry about what you're going through. Because first of all, our body's not ours. So we have to realize that. Every time we sit here and be like, oh, my back hurt. Okay. Jesus carried a cross. Mm. How do you think his back felt? Mm -hmm. I'm just, hello, somebody. You know, and With it, his back open. Man. With split open. 
So he can feel every thorn. So it's, I don't know why Jesus, Jesus I, you obviously want to talk about outreach, but okay, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go turn back to Miss Erica. No, Amen. but that's really what it is. Like if you, and I think that it becomes there's a fine line. There's a fine line when you're dealing with pastors and preachers, because I won't take on a pastor or a teacher that wants to be an NFL star. I will help you spread the message of the gospel. Mm. Right. So what is your content? What are you saying? And then I need to know that I believe in what you're saying and believe that you're not, you didn't play high school football and your career got cut short and now you just want to be a star mm. in the church. Like there's a difference. Mm. So there's a, so, but then you, you come across some pastors like, I don't want my face on nothing. I don't want this. I don't want that. Well, they got to believe you. We're, we're dealing with a generation that asks why. Transparency. Yeah, so, you got to be transparent. So yeah. that's the place where they need to be able to see you and see who you are. So then they can be adapted to their your message. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you know, and that's a, that's a good, a very good point of being transparent with the young millennials because you know we're dealing with millennials now. That's different. Like they got their phones twenty four seven. They know some pastors that's on their from their phone compared to being in church, right. and they could quote these pastors on the phone. Right. And they can't even quote they passed it in church. You see that we have to start getting where the attention is. And if the if the multitude got this in front of them, why not put Jesus right there? Mm-hmm. Right? Amen. And our, our message should never change. Our methodology has to though. That part, because everything evolves. Right. You know, every if you if you think back back in the day before before T V ministry, I bet you they was looking at that that T V ministry. Mm-hmm. They need to be in church somewhere they, talking they about can, watching they TV. Got it, they, right. You know, <laughs> and then, right? And then they went right. from Kurt Franklin and you're like, his music and look at him now. So it's it's every generation seeing that you have to transform to get where people are at. Mm-hmm. Because being the same way is not going to make it. Right. And God's not the same way. So why will we box the way that God is presented? Because I learned this while um, witnessing at the school where someone told me how you explained God to me gave me a whole new per- perception of who God is. Because I've re- they realized that God was just presented wrong to me. See, a lot of times that's what, where a lot of church hurt people come from. God were presented wrong to them as this non-loving person, as this punishing person, as this strict person, as this angry, uh, angry and, and, you, and, you're, and everything is wrong. And you get to a point where you think you're going to hell anyway because every problem, mistake that you had, you were already destined for hell. When, and, and this is people's way. This is what people portray Jesus as. Right, they call so, them Old Testament saints. And it's not even just Old Testament. It's brimstone, going, you going to hell. But that's, 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 all. that's the Old Testament part. And, and, and if you even look at Old Testament, now looking at the whole Old Testament, there was grace. There, there, there was mercy. There was a whole lot. If you really look at Old Testament, it wasn't just always, just because there was people that died and it wasn't all, you know, just... Well, people died in New Testament. So it's like, it's no really a difference. But Jesus came to show you the way. That was the reason why he came. So he could show you the way because all the people before had a flaw. And guess what humans like to do? We do it still to this day. Well, you know Noah was a drunk, so so if I could get my little drinky drink on and 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 you know and you know uh, Jezebel, you know this and that, and they start talking about people's flaws instead of what they were doing after they were delivered. Yeah, they thought right. They, that's what that's what the main thing people don't understand. God doesn't pick anybody perfect. The only person he ever picked perfect was his son. Jesus, right. So. You, you got to understand, like, when I hear people, I used to be one of them people, they'd be like, oh, if I go to church, it's going to blow up, lightning. But now that I'm, I'm at God and with God and talk to him daily now, I understand that he's been calling me this whole time. I just didn't want to listen to him because I was stuck in my ways. Right. Uh, my friends didn't go to church. Nobody went to church. I, I'm the first person to bring church into my household. So now I got my sister in church, I got my mama in church, I got her kids, I got my cousins in church. And none of us was going to church. But, you know, once I explained to him, God doesn't pick the perfect people. He can't. You know, he, he wants somebody that has a story. Because if you can't relate to somebody, you can't understand something. Right. So that's why them drunks need to look at Noah as, as the savior for them in, in a nutshell. Because Noah did what he did, but got delivered like you said. And, and his life is changing 
We all probably got some of that DNA in us right now. Well, you know, one thing to look at, and I'm going to go back to Miss Erica, and then we're going to kind of wrap this up a little bit. Can I ask a question? Oh, you you sure (laughs) did ask a question. Go ahead. can I ask one? Go ahead. Erica, I want to know about your experience working at BET. Um, It was where I started. Yeah. Um, I was young. Um, at that time, I was um, I worked I was a member at uh, Bishop Clarence E. McClendon's Church in Los Angeles. I served there for 15 years, and um, obviously in LA, like my aunt was a writer okay. for BET, so she wrote on BET Live and all these. Those some of those shows were taped in my my parents' backyard. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I had this love for gospel music, and then I had so I would work celebration of gospel as a I was a production assistant, believe it or not. Right. So that's where the event side. Big things, huh? Big things. Was it? I was a PA. I was. That's still big things. I was a gopher. He was at BET, though. <laughs> Who else could put there. that on their resume? Don't, don't, don't ever shortchange that. That was big yeah, things. Yeah, but no, to me, it's just, it, it was all a part of the process. Uh, but it was, it was fun, and I think it it made sure that I didn't, even now, like, I'm not wooed by personality. Exactly. Right. You know, like, I'm not. We have a job to do, and it's like, okay, cool. That, that's that person. That's that's really good. I respect everyone in their craft. Right. But I'm not like, oh, yeah, so. Amen. I like that noise you made. That. <laughs> but no, I think back to like Coach, you said. I mean, I just think it's important that we remember that God doesn't always Amen. call the, you know, he he doesn't call the equip, but he definitely equips those that he calls. Amen. And when we remember that, we it puts it all into perspective. For me, it does. And so I want to grace me for everything. I really wanted to comment what you said about earlier about you know knowing the message behind the the pastor you work with, mm. um, the or the minister that you're working with. Something that I've always seen that's a very common thing. I've never met somebody that just wanted to be a pastor. I've never met somebody that just wanted to be a minister. i give you a perfect example myself. I ran, ran so far away. And I didn't get away, though. Because when I, when I realized I was in, I was in music ministry. I was minister of music for a lot of churches, and it was a time where I was young, and min- and then because we won this silly contest that made us get notoriety, now churches are now hitting my door like, oh, can you start my choir? Can you can you do my praise team? Can you do this and all that? And I'm like, at 19, yeah. Right. You gonna pay me for this? I've been doing this for free. Right. You know I, what I've been missing <laughs> out part. on. So <laughs> I started doing that, but I wasn't going to church anymore. And then I would be with the youth, and we'll go. I love Bible study. Bible study is my is my is my thing. Like I love getting deep in the Bible. I was just watching the going uh, going to Calvary on Netflix, which was deep, and I was having spiritual warfare because I was just being able to see where Jesus was. You know, and a lot of people can't visualize because they ain't research. Right. But that's a whole different story. But I ran. And I had to hear it three times. Mm-hmm. I heard it once. You're, you're destined to preach. No, nah, I'm not. I'm good. I'll sing, though. No, praise God. Went to a new church. You're destined to preach. Nah, nah, nah. Not me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when I'm like 50 or something. You know, when I look like <laughs> Uncle Phil with the little bald spot and the hair on the side, I'm telling you, God already showed me the vision. I'm going to look like Uncle Phil by the time I get there. I and see it. And, that, I see and it. when I look like Uncle Phil <laughs> and with the hair in the middle missing, and I go from there, that's when, that's when I knew I could preach. Because then I'm done, I'm not, I'm not young and all that. And then I went to the Army. I started this, I was, the chaplain there was helping me, you know, with leadership and all that. And I finally got to where I was stationed in, in 3,314 miles in Hinesville, Georgia. A preacher that never talked to any of my people in the Bay Area said, God has told me that you are destined to preach, but you're running from it. Mm. I said, okay, three. I believe in threes, because if right. you get in three, I'm like, Never what's next? <laughs> I was like, I was like, if what's happening next if I don't accept it? Because I'm like, now I'm spooked, because I'm like, okay, whoa. Twelve is. <laughs> so you know, it, it it got me, but it, to to make the long story short, I didn't want this. God called me to it. When God calls you something, it's not something that you want. I can tell you right now, when God tell you to go do something for somebody else, it ain't something that you want to go do. Hey, go tell this person that God loves you. I don't know this person. What I say? Okay, God. That's what you got to get to. Because there's a lot of times when, when you finally make that relationship with God, he's going to have you do a whole lot of things outside your comfort zone for you to grow. I don't know why I had to say that. But I just had to say that for anybody who's listening. Because that's deep. When you're following somebody in a ministry, you should know that they're not playing 
Because one thing, uh, even if my parents was not in church, they said one thing, you don't play with God. Amen. They might not been to church every Sunday, but that was one thing they told me. If you're going to do this, you're going to do this for real. Right. Don't play with God. You can play with a lot of things, but don't play with God. But, yeah. So go ahead and tell us where we can find you on your social media websites, all that good stuff. You, you know what? Right now, all things Erica can be found at Erica Nicole 82, E-R-I-K-A-N-I-C-O-L-E 82 on Instagram. It's the best place. I'm on Facebook as well as Erica Nicole. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we got some pretty amazing things going on. This Tuesday we have a book released. Um, it's called Triumphant Tuesday here in Vegas. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Hudson will be here releasing her new book. Uh, I think you guys will have her sometime this week. Um, and then uh, I've been traveling across the country doing a headshot party. So we had Vegas, and then we have Northern California, Dallas, and then we are going to Tampa. So it's all things Erica, though, can be found there. Amen. So Thank you heard you guys it. For you heard me. it. You heard it right here. Go ahead and follow her. Check her out. All those good things. But it's about that time. Did Rudy not? Did he miss his cue? <laughs> Rudy really missed. I just went into prayer right now. Amen. I don't Amen. know why. I, don't I, know why. I, I, I heard, heard it at the end. And I, I, I popped up. I was like, oh, "What was he? What was he about to tell me?" That's what I was thinking. Why not? I don't even know what part we at. <laughs> you can. Not, well, you're not gonna be able to find me. I'm actually be pre, uh, be at my ministry back home. I'm in my ministry back home. I said I'm going to be. I'm in my ministry back home. But my service is combined with Christ the King with Pastor Julia Juanita starting at 9.30 on Ranch, North Rancho. I think 4160 North Rancho. Next by Alexandra. Go check it out. Christ the King, Pastor Julia Juanita. We'll be having combined service with Judah Family Community Church and Christ the King doing great things. You should be able to fellowship with the other people around your area. Amen. 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 That's so, the end of service. Like, so, this is the whole hands thing I need you to survive. Amen. <laughs> that, that's, that's the whole feel of Anointed Radio. Amen. That's, that's the point. Amen. I'm glad you caught it at the end. Amen. <laughs> so this is Pastor Jay, and like always, you can find me at Anointed Jaylon, J-A-Y-L-O-N, on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at Pastor Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook. And I want to leave with you today. Make sure that you invest in your relationship with God. And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. And this is Lady AJ. Have a wonderful Sunday and have a wonderful week, everyone. And I just want to read this to you. Not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. God bless. Amen. See y'all next week. <laughs>